Mike Zarden, how you doing? Hetty, so good to hear from you, connect with you. Yes, sir. Hey, I'm just going to open up real quick, and then we'll jump right in. You don't mind? I don't mind. Just do a little quick introduction. Hey, yeah. this is the Go Win Community Podcast, and essentially uh, what I do is I invite people to kind of come onto this podcast, share their story, and within that, we hope that we get the opportunity to kind of hear some of the wins uh, that you may have, and then talk about some of the right things that you're discovering to be consistent in, in order to achieve uh, those wins. And I believe when you do this, sharing your story and doing these things, it it allows for other people to learn from your story and they, they make it take something from that and apply it to their story. Uh, it inspires them to live a greater story and then it connects. And I believe from that, we grow this community, which I call the go win community. People are going out there living a go win lifestyle and go win is essentially just what are those things you need to continue or start doing in order to achieve uh, the wins you want for your life, for your story? And so, Mike, we are so glad. I'm so glad to have you on this podcast. <laughs> we are friends as well. And I know a little bit of your story. I, I know a bunch of your story, uh, but I just want to share that uh, with the world. And so if you would do me a favor, just kind of tell them your name, uh, what you do. Tell them about your beautiful wife, children, whatever you want to kind of give yourself an introduction. Yeah, yeah. So first of all, honored to connect, Teddy. Always a joy. Um, I'm Mike Zerden. I'm co-founder of a software application called Made Possible By. Uh, I'm also an entrepreneur and have been working on various projects for quite some time. Even when I was working with a company, I always kind of did some stuff internally that was a little bit new. That's always been fun, and I guess at the core, that's who I am. Um, I have one wife and two boys. Um, well, Tracy is, yeah, Tracy's my bride, and uh, we've had the the good fortune and privilege, and through a lot of hard work, we're pushing thirty years of marriage. So I'm really honored and grateful for that. That um, is amazing. Thirty years now. If you if you look at Tracy, you would not think she's old enough for you to be have been married no, for almost thirty years. No, no. I don't no. know how how young y'all were when you got married. We but. were young. We were young, and it, and it, and you know we were able to keep it going. But yeah, people be surprised. You know, she looks much younger, and I probably look much older. But hey, that's life. Uh, hey, I didn't say that. You no, it. it's true. <laughs> so, uh, two boys. We've been fortunate to parent two boys along the way. They're both adopted. Tracy and I are married about nine years before we had kids. And so it was, it was really neat. Um, Michael Isaac and Jacob Tanner are the young men that were, were moving to adulthood. Now, would you say that is good? So you said nine years. Would you? So for those young couples out there about to get married, whatever, would you say wait to have children, kind of spend time together, or jump right in there and start having children? Yeah, based off I, your experience. Yeah. So my experience is pretty unique, right? I mean, we had we had hoped to have children sooner than nine years. Um, okay. But you know, both of our boys are adopted, so it's um, it's really uh really just the way it worked out for us so it's great um yeah that being said i think it's always healthy to get your feet underneath you as a married couple because starting out you know you're bringing two people together under one roof and i'm glad we had that time we were different people you know but yeah yeah my wife and i so i'm married uh to, to yeah. my wife bernadette and we're going on 15 years and she had a son whenever we got married so there was never that uh, those years where it's just the two of us. Right. Uh, however, I'm thankful for, you know, Kenneth and, and all that, but I will always just wonder 
like what people's perspectives are on that who kind of may have waited or versus jumped right in and but I hear both. Like some people say, you get it, get it out there early, and then you're young without children. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you know, it's just uh, I think it it's gonna work if you make it work either way. So you know, yeah, I just think you roll with it and and do a good job no matter how it plays out. For sure, for sure. Now, may possibly you say you're the co-founder of that. Let's just kind of dig into that. Let's talk about some of what that looks like, share the kind of work uh, you all do as made possible by. Yeah. So, you know, all entrepreneurs at the, at the core, just really problem solvers, right? I mean, that's what an entrepreneur does. They have to discover a market problem and then build a solution. And at the end of the day, you know, you've got to find people that want to pay for that solution. So made possible by started, you know, there's a, there's a core passion in my life is, is to work with people to make a, a bigger difference in communities together. And that's, I'm an idealist and that's what drives me. So made possible by serves what we call community minded companies, those companies that consistently invest uh, in their communities in the organizations and events and people that are doing really cool things um, that need the business community support. Um, so and with that in mind, once we dug into what it looks like for these companies, we did over 300 business interviews um, to figure out what their challenges were. And we realized that these businesses don't have a system or process to review investments in their community. They're overwhelmed every day. They're approached often. And so in short made possible, it makes it easy to, to process those gift requests, um, sponsorship requests, grant requests. And then it, uh, we give them a, a technology tool to process all that, but then we also give them a, a community platform to advocate for that, which they invest in and inspire others to join them. Nice. So, so I'm a business owner. Uh, yep. I live in a community. People yep. come in wanting sponsorships. I would every send day. them to my, my page every day. Uh, I would send them to my made possible by page. They would fill out my sponsorship form. I would then be able to vet to see if I want to give to that. If I do give to it, I give to it. Then there's also a way that I can now share uh, my community investment, which will inspire others to rally around our community and giving to things that we believe are making a difference for our community is essentially that. That's right, buddy. We call it a purpose platform. You know, so just like um, Facebook and Twitter and LinkedIn, these companies that we serve have a dedicated page, but instead of marketing you know the latest sale or the latest lunch special or whatever we're really focused exclusively on the impact they're having in communities so we call it you know the world's first purpose platform and a dedicated page that that allows them to tell inspirational stories not just market and sell yeah yeah so with that like share for people listening you don't you know you don't want to make it sound like a fairy tale like you start a business and then everything's great what a what are some biggest the biggest thing uh, you've had to overcome to be uh, successful in your work or continue to work out through to be successful? What is, what are some of those things? Well, speaking, yeah, that's that's not a fairy tale, buddy. I mean, I was in Denver. Yeah, and, <laughs> yeah I was in Denver, and what people don't realize is that Kickstarter took seven eight years to get off the ground, and Instagram came out of a, a failed application called Bourbon, and so. What I've had to overcome, it's a lot like baseball, right? I mean, you fail seven out of 10 times and you're an all-star, you know, from when you hit from the plate. Yeah. For me personally, as an entrepreneur, I had to overcome um, the demons in my head, you know, just uh, realizing that, that failure and missteps and mistakes are 
are an una- unavoidable part of the process. Yep. And then yep. Um, not letting those setbacks define me and, and, and push me to, to the sideline or to quit. So for me, it's, it's the That's head so games. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So with that, like, okay, you have these head games. We all have them. We're not good enough. Uh, you can't do it. Not only do you have the head games, then you have people telling you it that. Happens. Right. Uh, you can't be that was that's a crazy idea. Nobody's gonna do that. What are you doing to kind of overcome those things? What do you how do you personally overcome yeah, some of those so, things as an entrepreneur? Yeah, so and that's always been the process. So for me personally is you know, it's a tightrope we're walking because on the one hand, it's the demons in my head that that haunt me. Um, but you know, you have to learn. So number one, you do have to learn to listen objectively to the market, right? And so yeah. Mm-hmm people don't understand ideas and you can't expect them to, you know, if if you try to explain why Twitter would have a big following or, you know, people wouldn't get it, you know, well, you can just share messages. Yeah. Well, that's texting, you know, or you can write a short post. Well, that's blogging, you know, so it's, it's hard to buy an idea. Um, so the way I do it is I got to have people around me, you know, one, I have to have good people around me and, and I have to know that I am loved independent of what I produce. And so that's it. So my wife accepts me, my friends accept me independent of what I produce. Um, So that's it. That's probably the biggest thing. The second thing is actually be self-aware and listen objectively. And, you know, we did 300 interviews with Made Possible By and and people confirmed it. Now, if I did the 300 Mm -hmm. and they didn't confirm it and I've done this, you know, I build something that really the market didn't understand or wasn't well received and that's okay too that's that's what i learned that entrepreneurship is a process yeah so i hear you so yeah so you say hey get around good people people who are going to encourage you people who who love you despite other failures or or whatever Mm -hmm. case and then also just being objective uh and kind of looking at things uh from that perspective um and being self-aware are a couple of ways that you just kind of overcome that those challenges of yeah you can't do this yeah it's not gonna make it yeah, yeah. mental health yeah. and entrepreneurship yeah. is a big subject so you've gotta you gotta find your self worth you gotta be supremely confident in your self worth apart from what you do mm-hmm. yeah now I hear you talk about uh, doing the three hundred interviews that now most people that I talk to are who are entrepreneurs you never hear that they just kind of jump right in uh, I like the idea of hey, we're going to do our due diligence and just interview people, ask questions around our idea to see if it's something that is uh, needed, see if it is a a, a problem out there, and, and, and then share with people how we can fix it, I guess, right? Yeah, for sure. You know, so, you know, early in my career, I just get an idea, and every, most entrepreneurs early in their career, whatever, are afraid that somebody's going to steal their idea, you know? And um, so they just kind of work behind a curtain and then just unveil it to the world and realize that what they built isn't the best fit for the market. So yeah, that all comes from, um, yeah, a thing called strategizer and lean startup. And there's been a lot of books written about that, which I all, I'll recommend to aspiring entrepreneurs or even existing ones. And so, um, what are some of the biggest ways your work has changed since you all you started it? Well, it's probably everything I just described. Um, number one is I prototype everything. Um, and I start with words. And so when you're doing um, entrepreneur stuff, 
whether it's a retail thing, I'd start up with a pop-up shop and get your message right and your product mix right before you just invest in a big storefront. That's my thought. Historically, I've invested mm-hmm. in a big storefront. You know, when it comes to technology, I, I, I advise and coach all my peers or people that ask me for advice is, is start with words, you know, put together a sales deck and a value proposition and, and, and hone that. And, and you can do screenshots of what the technology might look like before you even write a line of code. And uh, if people like that, then take the next step. You know, so historically, I, I worked real hard to build something to completion and then release it. And then I'd have to learn and redo it. And, you know, but now it's just all start with words, start with a sales presentation. So what's it now? Explain what a sales deck well, is for people out there that may be like, what in the world well, is sales? You know, deck? and so... I don't, the easiest thing to do with technology is build an app unless you need Stanford math, like the guys at Google did to roll up the internet. You know, that's pretty sophisticated, but most functions, yeah. um, the technology is not that complex. Um, but what's really hard is, is getting the words right. So people understand it quickly and it resonates with the problem they feel and have. And then that pushes them to the point where they want to buy your stuff. So a sales deck is, is a presentation. Okay. The deck is just a, a PowerPoint deck or a you know keynote slide deck or something that tells. Yeah, so the de- the yeah. decks are each slide, and the only reason I ask is because I know <laughs> for the longest I would hear people talk about sales deck. I'm like, what are they talking about? And then, and then of course, eventually I'm like, oh, this is a PowerPoint presentation <laughs> in a sense, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it slides. Like for the longest, I was like, what in the world? They'd be like, yeah, we had 20 uh, debt, you know. Uh, and I'm like, what are they talking about? And so essentially, they just had 20 slides. But, you know, just for people who r- run in my circles or maybe listen to this, be like, what in the world? But I think that's great, though. And it, it just goes back to kind of being able to uh, utilize slides to tell the story of the, the product that you want people to begin exactly. to utilize yeah. uh and and what you're saying is you want to get that as clear and simplistic as possible uh when you when you go exactly. out there and start presenting you know because when you go out and you show your idea and this is again it could be retail to, to technology is it you know you've got to be able to tell that story in such a way that they want to buy your stuff and uh yeah. And it's just, and, yeah. and so what happens is, is that's how we interviewed, right? We just told the whole story as if we had a complete product. And from that, you learn where your message isn't connecting with the people. You realize what things you mm-hmm. might need to add to the mix, you know, the product mix. Um, and, and by doing that early and, and really crafting that story, it really defines the development. So that's always, that's yeah. what I've probably learned and, I wish I'd have done that sooner in my career. For sure. What what have you found you must be consistent in to do your best work to achieve those wins you want from May possibly? Yeah. What are some of the things you like? I have to well, be Well, this goes back this. to worth and, and self-identity, right? And so for me personally, I have to exercise. And it doesn't have to be crazy, but oh, if I don't exercise, I move the the pressures of and the, the setbacks you have as an entrepreneur and a, and a business builder emotionally taxing and so one i have to exercise um two i have to get enough sleep you know we see all these heroes out there that live on three hours of sleep and i think that's the outlier that 
that's kind of a misnomer. Um, and then the third thing is, is for me to be successful, mm-hmm. I have to, um, I have to connect with, with people that love me independent of my, my, my output. That's good. So workout health. I just recently, so I do the mm-hmm. go win workshops and I have a workbook that I, that I, that I have people go through and, uh, part of that workbook, I talk about just the go win approach. And these are like things that I feel like you need to be consistent in regardless of whatever you're doing in order to get the most out of your story. And I, I just recently added health to that, you know, just working out and just being mindful of sleep and rest. And I, cause I didn't have that on there. That's a key component. I feel like that everybody should be uh, consistent in, uh, in whatever that may look like biking, running, weightlifting, you know, a combination of, but it's just essential to being able to live uh, your greatest story and to do 100%. your best work. So, uh, and then the the rest, the rest, and then you said surrounding yourself with good people. The people yeah, you. for sure. That's it, buddy. That is good. So what do you do to keep learning how to do your work better? Like what are some things that you did to make, make possible by to achieve the wins you want how do you keep learning to do that? What well, is the, you know, one is, is listening to podcasts such as yours, right? Being inspired by other people. And so, yeah. you know, Stephen Covey had that seven habits of successful people, I don't know, 25, 30 years ago, probably. But I, I've got to keep sharpening the saw. So I do um, some online learning, like through Udemy. Uh, you know, I might, I might spend okay. 10, 15 minutes a day taking online courses, um, I read stuff in my, my market niche, just easy stuff like Google alerts around topics I need to, to know about, um, you know, and then connecting with people that are in the, you know, I guess I say they're swimming in the same pond as I am. So a lot of online learning, a lot of oh, online cool. learning, a lot of uh, uh, reading uh, articles and then uh, connecting with kind of a peer to peer group. Good. And how, how, how much time do you have a designated every day that you devote to doing that? Do you have a, some type of routine in order to kind of well, fulfill some of candidly, that? It's not as, as I, it's not as good as I'd like it, but the first thing Google alerts. And so every morning I scan Google alerts on, on topics that are important to me, like UI UX trends, and that's just software trends, you know, design trends. And then, um, yeah some of the stuff and the community impact and corporate social responsibility. So yeah, every morning I do that. Um, I don't do as good a job as I'd like and, and saying, you know, I'm going to look at these courses an hour a week, but I do, I do pretty good. You know, I carve out time every week. Yeah. So. so could that Google alerts be the same as me just setting an alarm and, and my alarm title could be, uh, read sure. for 10 minutes or go read this blog for, you know, uh, is one, another way that those kind yeah. of things can, can happen out. Yeah. So every yeah. morning, you know, I read for 15 to 30 minutes, you know, or I, in between appointments, I'll just scan headlines. And, and then what I do is I clip and paste those to, to Google keep. You know, I used to use Evernote, but Google keep is, I've just kind of integrated in the Google apps right now. So that's really super effective for me. But yeah, so when I read, then I just save things, right? And I'm always clipping links yeah. to articles or quotes that, that I find useful. Yeah. Uh, how do you go about measuring your progress? Thinking about the work you do, how, do you have any tools or any way that you go about measuring your progress? I like to say 
you measure what you treasure. So I, I know that you, you value the work that you do. And I know that measuring is probably important to you. How do you go you know, about doing that, that? That varies, right, by the roles I live out, whether it's a husband, father, or a business owner. And, and maybe um, a business owner is – I measure all of those things. So a business yeah. owner, speaking from an entrepreneur or business owner, that varies at the stage or what we call the life cycle of a company. You know, so early when I was just designing and forming the idea into an actual product to sell, I measured success by saying, I'm going to do 10 interviews this week, you know? And then, okay. um, and then when we got into the development stage, it's like, I need to complete this feature in two weeks. We call that a sprint. But now that the, the product is released in its earliest stage version, you know, I measure progress by, by sales. You know, the ultimate test of whether people, people like what you've built is if they're willing to pay you. So at this stage yeah. of the company, yeah. it's just, is my audience growing and, and are people paying me to use the tool that we've, we've come up with? For sure. For sure. That's good. So that could be using it for you talking about some of those deadlines, you're measuring uh, your work with deadlines, the calendar, and then you talked about uh, sales. What what is the tools that you use for for sales in order to like your CRM? Mm -hmm. Do you have a customer relationship management? What what do you use? Yeah, for so that the, right now? it's super fun in the world today to be an entrepreneur because things are really really cheap, and so we're grateful um, for the crew at HubSpot because they have a free CRM that's just great. It's just really 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 effective. Mm -hmm. So I use HubSpot as a CRM. Um, we use Basecamp as our tracking as our project management tool and then yeah uh, we, yeah Love for sure it's, yeah and those are probably some of the guys i admire most but anyway so hubspot base camp um all the google apps google keep you know gmail google docs those are the tools good 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 so talking about go wind uh i i define go wind as continuing or starting those things that make you uh, that allow you to achieve the wins you want uh, to make your story greater. Or, or I also said as go in and define this, continue on starting those things that make you successful spiritually and personally. What, how would you define go win? When you hear the word go win, uh, what, what comes to your well, mind? Well, what comes to mind is some victories and failures. And so in my personal life, mm -hmm. and so what you hit on, I really love, and you said it's continuing. And so I perceive yeah. winning as a, as a process. And so how do yeah. I define go win? It's just consistently doing um, that, what you're called to do and uh, learning yeah. better ways to make it happen. And probably the biggest thing for me, one of the ways I've changed over the years is I never used to celebrate victories. And, uh, mm. you know, like in college, we'd win a game and I wouldn't celebrate because we didn't win the conference championship. And then we win the conference championship. And I didn't celebrate because we didn't win the regional or national championship. You know, and, and that's just a yeah. high bar right yeah 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 uh, winning is celebrating every little incremental victory along the way you know? come on yeah I, I think so too you know so otherwise i end up on this performance treadmill and i become exhausted hypothetically speaking yeah. of course you know so i've been told yeah. actually i just you know when i don't live that when i don't live so in that process mindset i i can easily get discouraged for sure, for sure. And, and you going back to some of the, the right things to be consistent in and being around the right people 
people, relationships are the key. I, I think even when you talk about utilizing your platform to be able to invest in your community and community is all about people. And when you're building those relationships, because part of that is when you give back to the community, they, they're going to give back to you. I mean, they're going to support and rally around your business uh, typically. And I like that your platform allows for those stories to be shared as well uh, of, of whoever that business, if I'm a business owner and I support the local festival, uh, I, I'm able to share that. And then that shows uh, my involvement in the community and then the community is able to, to give back. And that's inspirational. Well, you right, it, buddy. We're uh, in what's called this purpose-driven economy. And the bottom line is people want to do business with companies that are doing good. And maybe yeah. possibly helps them tell that story and, and inspire and advocate. You know, they're going to do it anyway, but people want to know these days. And so it's just yeah. fun. It, it's, it's super rewarding for me. Yeah, I find myself doing that more and more as I begin, as I learn just about the importance of investing back in your community. I'm looking for companies that are, are small business that I know are investing back into the community in whatever way that is supporting schools, supporting the local festival. Uh, supporting the local food drive, whatever, uh, because I know those things all speak to us having a successful community. And I just find myself like, oh, man, I know that they give, so I'll go buy whatever uh, from them just because of those reasons. So it is super important. So that's great that your platform made possible by. What's the website? Yeah, it's just uh, made possible by dot us dot us made possible by dot us. And, uh, you know, because it's the companies we support and celebrate on the platform are the, are the things that are making better communities possible. They're making all the events possible that we enjoy, you know, locally, we've got a great event called Red Brick Nights and without the businesses stepping in to, to make that happen, it wouldn't, it wouldn't happen. And this is great. No, it wouldn't happen. It's a wonderful event where I get together, you know, five, six nights in the summer, you know, through the spring and summer that I get to connect with people and, and it's a joy. Yeah. That's good. Uh, so talk about, we talk about six, seven right things to be consistent in to, to, to tell the great, you tell the, your greatest story. What are some of those things? What is, if you just off the top of your head and say, these are the seven right things you should be consistent in, in life period to live out your greatest story, just off the top of your head going. Ready now. To go. All right. Let's roll back to uh, exercise. Exercise. Uh, enough sleep. Sleep, invest rest. in your family because it's a mess if you don't invest in your family i like that uh, invest in your friends you know and, and allow them to invest in you uh, be self-aware you know be it's really important to to receive critical feedback if not criticism in a healthy way what's that Eddie? that's five you got right, two more uh, how about uh how about you got to have a tactical plan and you got to execute against it. So getting right yeah. down to brass tacks, you know, yeah, ideas yeah. got to be executed against. And, and number seven, you know, I, I don't know. I, I'm a, I'm a, a faith driven person. So maybe the foundation of all of this is, is know that you're loved by God and you're called to create something significant and important in your unique way. And you got to believe and rest in that truth. That is good, good, good. Well, I appreciate you spending time with me, Mike. I'm, how can people reach you? Like say, hey, there's a business owner listening to this. And he's like, hey, I want to be able to have my uh, – send people to a platform so they can apply for sponsorships. 
Uh, I want to be able to have a place to where people can see uh, my investment in my community, the story that I'm living out uh, in my community. How how can people reach out to you? Yeah, so um, the easiest way is just Mike at madepossibleby.us. Easiest way. And that dot us is like dot com, but dot yeah, us. That's what it is. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 Made possible by dot us. So Mike at made possible by dot us. And Mike, I just super appreciate you and the work that you do. And, and thank you for sharing your story. Uh, and we're going to be sharing this probably the next uh, hour or so. We we make it pretty easy. I, I keep this pretty real life. It's not super uh, uh, polished or anything as far as this podcast goes. I try to make it easy uh, for me to be able to do them and get stories out there. And so uh, people can go to gowin.community to kind of see about uh, the workshop that I, that I host and, and kind of help people live out their GoWin story. So uh, thank you so much, Mike. And uh, I will be seeing you soon. It's a sir. joy, my friend. Thank you, Hetty. And uh, you're winning, buddy. And you're helping other people do the same. I appreciate you. Go Go win, win. buddy. See ya. See ya.